0: Just a quick note before we start the show, this episode was recorded during COVID-19 with social distancing in mind.
1: And Jackson has been very good to me and been a a loving community and a supportive community. And it's been a place where I've really enjoyed, you know, being a part of.
0: This is Soul Sessions, conversations on culture from Jackson, Mississippi. I'm Paul Wolf, along with Kim Lewis, bringing you a look at the people, the places and the events that make us the city with soul. And today's show, well, they're all special. But this guy is especially special in the city with soul, Restaurant tour. Jeff Good.
2: Jeff is very special, and if you haven't heard or seen him, I don't know where you've been because Jeff is involved in just about everything that is progressive in the city of Jackson. He's a transplant from Utah. Who would have thought that someone from the West Coast would come all the way to Jackson and make such a big difference? We'll talk to
0: him about his restaurants and about his charitable initiatives in the city. I'm excited. Let's start the show. Welcome Jeff. Good. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you. I'm glad you're taking a moment to share with us a little more about who you are and what you do. And that's exactly what I want to know. Like, how did you get your start? How did you get to Jackson, Mississippi? And I want to know a little more about the work you've done since you've been here.
1: Well, Paul, thank you for asking. And Kim, thank you for having me on. It means a great deal. Enjoy the work you guys do. Um, I moved here my senior year of high school from Salt Lake City, Utah. My dad was the dean of students at Millsaps College. So I was um, transplanted here the summer before my senior year, and I enrolled at Murrah High School uh, and um, was about as big a fish out of water as you can imagine. I want you to think about Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, put a larger (laughs) nose on him, and that's me. Look back on the 1981 Murrah Mustang um, resume, the 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 annual, and you'll see the big hair Jeff Good, and it was quite a story. So I'm here in my vans and my terry cloth op shirts and my JCPenney Penny plain pocket jeans, moving into Jackson, Mississippi, and um, it was extraordinary for me because I came from a community that was primarily Mormon. It was very homogeneous. Um, I went to school with three people of color, my entire first grade through 11th grade experience. And then I went and enrolled at Murrah high where, um, 65% of my fellow classmates were African-American. So I was in the deep South first experience, uh, with an African-American population and I'm a West coast, um, freaky boy. And that (laughs) experience, that one year at Murrah was very informative to me about, um, uh, acceptance about, um, generosity of spirit about, um, um, kindness, because the, the culture of Murrow was very different than, than, than back in salt Lake. There's a lot of bullying that goes on, um, within the, the, um, at least there was in the eighties. It was like a John Hughes film at, at, at back in salt Lake. And so it was really quite extraordinary, but different. And then, um, and I've, I've been working since I was 13 years old. I started as a janitor in a print shop and been in food service since. So, um, When I went to Millsaps the next year, it was a complete whipsaw of a change. I'm now in an environment where it's very country club, um, strong Greek system, a lot of very wealthy kids. And I'm just a -a workaday guy, again, who's trying to acclimate to a completely different setup from Murrah to now Millsaps. And uh, I really had a hard time of it and uh, had a hard time going to class, Um, ended up failing out my freshman year. And I had to appear in the Dean of Students office and stand in front of him and be put on academic probation. And that means I had to move home to the Dean of Students house. So the Dean (laughs) of Students sent his son home. So um, took a semester off. Uh, I was waiting tables at a restaurant in the reservoir called The Other Place, which is uh, next door to Cocklet Walk. It's changed hands a few times. And uh, that's where I really kind of got serious. When I came back, I, I, I hit school with a vengeance and was a straight A student from that time out. And got a business degree, graduated, and got married to Debbie. We met at, at Millsaps, and we uh, started our lives. She was a Latin teacher, uh, high school, and I was selling computers for the old National Cash Register company, and uh, doing well at that. But NCR was bought by AT and in the early '90s, and they were going to close down our division and close the Jackson office. And I struggled to find a, um, job that I thought was, um, significant and meaningful and would pay me enough and would be of the type of, of technology sales job that I would want. And those are few and far between and talked to a lot of local companies, couldn't find anything. And I ended up, um, not getting a job with Skytel one day. And I got very frustrated and I called my best friend on the phone. This is the guy who befriended me my senior year at high school and helped show me the ropes And that would be the one and only Dan Blumenthal. And Dan was in California and he was a chef um, out there. He had gone to to, uh, college in in, in uh, Santa Cruz, UCSC, graduated with an economics degree, was planning on being a lawyer, moved to the Bay Area and spent a year there um, working for a law firm as a paralegal studying for the LSAT and hated it and decided he came home and told his parents I don't want to go to law school want to be a chef going to go to culinary school so he was working in his fourth restaurant that the the night i called him was not very happy where he was and that's where he and i came up with the idea of starting a restaurant and uh, dan and his younger brother david and i embarked on a journey of creating a business plan for bravo which um um, was a two-year process um and uh is a story in and of itself which i shan't bore everyone At one time with this story. (laughs) But uh, let's just say that it's a great story. It it is. And it started with the classic thing you come up with a little plan, you meet with a banker, and you say, Hey, I got a dream. Would you loan me money? And they say, No. And they're smart. They say, No, we won't loan you the money. And we had to, to pivot and we we came up with the idea of raising money by selling shares of stock. And since I was a salesman, I wasn't afraid to talk to people. And I prospected 750 people either face-to-face or on the telephone to get them to come to my house for a dinner party. We did these little dinner parties of 10 to 12 people. We'd serve the kind of food we were going to serve at Bravo. We would tell the story, hand out a business plan. So 250 people walked through my front door of our little house on Euclid Avenue in Bell Aven over a per- period of about six months. To, and, uh, eventually we got 44 people to invest $10,000 apiece, and Bravo Italian restaurant and bar opened April 7, 1994 at Highland village in Jackson, Mississippi. So that's how the transplant from Salt Lake went from being a complete outsider to, I guess, 26 years in business. And, and now, you know, 40 years from the time I moved here, um, that summer of 1980, um, to be, I guess, an insider at this point. And, and Jackson has been very good to me and been a, um, a loving community and a, and a, and a supportive community. And it's been a place where I've really enjoyed, you know, being a part of.
2: Jeff, if you could tell us what's made Jackson a good launch pad for what you do.
1: I've heard before that, that, you know, Mississippi is a place that's small enough where you can, know the people you need to know and get things done, but big enough that you can make a difference. And I think that that plays quite well for Jackson. And I think that um, the resources are are certainly here in this community. And when we share ideas and we say, hey, what if we did something like this? I think there's a lot of interest in supporting something. And we certainly saw that with our Refill Cafe project where um, we saw a a coffee shop that the shelter in place and the safer at home initiatives have really um, gutted out the the retail industry. not be familiar with the geography of Jackson. The particular census tract that this coffee shop was opened in is one of the poorest census tracts in our city. Um, and this coffee shop operated for a decade, but it just financially couldn't make it. And the building was owned by the coffee shop owner and that she lived on top with her husband and they needed to To wrap things up. And I was contacted through my business, being a restaurateur, contacted to ask for help and an opinion on how to sell used equipment to generate some money to pay debt. But from that meeting and talking with the owners of the building, I realized that there was an asset here that could be transformed into something different. And that's where I approached them and asked them if they could hold on for just a little bit. Let me see if I could raise some money and if we can create a workforce training cafe to help 18 to 24 year olds who are struggling to find a job and find, you know, meaning in their lives and give them a place to do so. And one thing becomes another. And you talk to a few people and you get a few things done, you write a good grant, you get some attention, and boom, a couple of years later, we have an amazing, you know, standout restaurant that is located where a coffee shop used to be that is serving great food, but it's also providing an opportunity for people to change lives. And that's how. You know, working together works and you can connect the dots and make something happen.
0: Well, was Jeff, tell me, you know, we're recording this show during a pandemic. It's, it's 2020 and your work is making a difference in the community with Refill, but your work also makes a difference in the industry that you've chosen, that's the restaurant industry. You're employing people, you're giving people uh, a, a place to have a job, but a place also to to celebrate and a place to to live and experience the life that Jackson has to offer. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the struggles that the restaurant industry is going through right now and how what you do is actually helping to change that landscape and make a difference.
1: Thank you for that kind introduction. And, and thank you for those kind words. Um, it is a really hard time to be in retail. Um, the We're in month six at this point, at the time we're recording this. And I think it's safe to come out to eat use good discretion. In the meantime, those of us in the restaurant industry, we're getting creative like never before. We do delivered meals to to, um, neighborhoods. We do all sorts of curbside delivery and different experiences outside the restaurants. We're getting into the best time of the year here with with fall about to hit. And that's going to be a wonderful time for restaurants to celebrate outside. Um, So I think that it's important that we remember our restaurants and retailers. Um, We're all guilty of Amazoning things. But we got to remember, that if you don't go to the local hardware store, they're not going to be around next year when you need to have that screw on the fly. When when you, something breaks and, you know, I can't tell you how many times the we were trying to something breaks and we just need a screw and running down the, ho- the hill to Montgomery's hardware saves the day and keeps the equipment going because they're there.
2: Let's pretend that we're not in the middle of this pandemic right now. If you had 24 hours to show off Jackson, maybe to someone who's just coming in from the West Coast for the first time, um, what would you highlight and make sure that they saw while they were here?
1: West Coast baby flying in to the airport. So we pick them up at the airport and we bring them in. Um, first of all, um, it would be amazing that as we, we get into downtown Jackson, it only took about 12 minutes to get in from the airport and they're going to go, well, that was quick. And, uh, we're going to get them, um, uh, checked into their, um, where they're staying. They're going to be staying over at the Fairview. So we're going to swoop around downtown, but we're going to come right into Bellhaven. And I'm going to say, there's my alma mater Millsaps, but wait a minute, we're going to bring in here and Peter Sharp's going to welcome them. We're going to uh, let them get a uh, a tea or a drink there at uh, at the library. And then we're going to get in the car and we're going to head down to the uh, downtown museum district because they're going to need to see the two museums uh, because they're extraordinary. And uh, that's going to take a bit of time, but we're going to have a time limit on this to understand that this is one of those times that we're going to move fairly quickly so we'll start at the Mississippi Museum and uh, hit the high points of, of uh, the, the history of the state. And then we're going to spend a more significant amount of time at the Civil Rights Museum and really have a chance to drink in the, the gravity and the storyline of what happened. Hopefully, we will have, we'll still be able to eat at that point. Uh, it won't be too late in the afternoon. And so we would then um, uh, go hit um, Colin's Dream Kitchen. Uh, for, uh, their buffet and sit down and have soul food, which would touch base on the experience we just had with the, um, the civil rights museum. Uh, from there, uh, a little driving tour of the, of the city. We flip down to JSU, do the parkway. I'd say, Hey, refill cafe. Uh, I would take them out to, um, the reservoir because even though, uh, the reservoir is not in Jackson, it's part of what we do here. And we would, we'd show a man-made body and say, this is a, this is our, um, our Pacific ocean. And this is where we, we, we have, um, um, uh, water sports, and they'll say, "Well, that's just great." And I'll say, "By the way, you can buy boats cheap here, and it only costs a couple hundred dollars to to moor them on the water, and you can be here within 12 minutes from downtown." And they'll go, oh, "No way!" <laughs> and then we would we would uh, drive through a couple uh, 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 neighborhoods. We'd show a average neighborhood. We might show a couple of Tony neighborhoods, and then I'd say, "So you know, for a half a million dollars, you can have that house." They go, "No way!" So then I'd take them back. They would shower and change. I'd pick them up and I'd just have to take them to Bravo, I'm afraid. And we would sit outside and we would uh, have a delicious meal. And then uh, we would probably go hit uh, the show at Dueling Hall because God knows it'll be great when Dueling Hall uh, is back open and Arden's got some great shows. And then after that, we'd go over to the apothecary. They would have their nightcap. I would have my mocktail and I would drive them back being the designated driver I am. And I would deposit them before midnight on the front porch of the Fairview and I would wave them adieu and I would drive off into the sunset and they would go back to California and they'd sell everything they got and they would move here next week.
2: There you go. (laughs) I feel like you've answered that question before. That was
1: so perfect. never answered that before. Matter of fact, I just kind of said to myself when you asked me that, I said, well, what the heck would I do? And it just came out naturally.
0: Jeff Good, I want you to be my Jackson tour guide, and I live here. Jeff, where can we find out more about you and about the work that you do here in Jackson?
1: Well um so our restaurants are Bravo Tailored Restaurant, Broad Street Baking Company and Salamuki's New York Pizza and Ice Cream Joint. So all those are googleable and there are um websites for that. Uh the Refill Jackson initiative um has a website and talks about Refill Cafe and um you know, as far as finding me, it's pretty simple. If you click on any of the websites, to contact us, guess where that email goes, it goes to me. So if, uh, if there's anything that I could do to help anyone who's listening to the the podcast, understand a little bit more about our community or a little bit more about uh, the initiative that we're, we're doing to help 18 to 24 year olds find significance and find their way into a, uh, a career uh, or education outside of uh, our program, uh, please do contact me. And I just want to say, Kim and Paul, thank you for what you're doing to highlight, um, what's special about um, this this uh, deeply Southern city that is uh, uh, deeply soulful.
0: Now, here's what we're loving in the City with Soul, a segment where we talk about a place or a thing that has us really excited about Jackson. And today, that is the local culinary landscape.
2: The Jackson restaurant scene is amazing and it's so important to support local. And just like our guest today, um, Jeff has reinvested in Jackson time and time again. Three restaurants, refill cafe. He continues to reinvest not only in, Jackson itself, but also in the citizens that he hires for his restaurants.
0: He really has put his money where his mouth is and been a major part of the redevelopment of Jackson. Now, our culinary landscape, of course, is so varied and so different with Greek influence and uh, lots of Spanish culture and great American dishes. And who could forget, Kim, soul food. Everyone loves soul food, right?
2: Of course. And we have so many soul food restaurants, authentic soul food and restaurants that take their own Southern flair to traditional soul food. We have Big Apple Inn on Ferris Street or Collins Dream Kitchen. There's no matter where you turn, you're bound to find an amazing restaurant in Jackson.
0: This segment is just making me hungry. If you want to know more about the the food and the culinary scene here in Jackson, Mississippi, the city with soul, make sure you hit up visitjackson.com. Look for the Good Eats tab. We'll get you well-fed here in Jackson. It's amazing.
2: The cat is hosted by me, Kim Lewis and me, Paul Wolf. Our show is produced by Visit Jackson in association with MWB Studios. Our executive producer is Ricky Thickpen.
0: We were recorded and mixed by Parker Brewer. Our theme music is by Tineas Sanders recorded at Malico Studios right here in Jackson. Special thanks this episode to Jeff Good, Jonathan Pettis, Tim Mask and Mark Leffler. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast.
2: i'm paul wolf and i'm tim lewis and you've been listening to soul sessions